Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Denise. And I'm Eddie. Welcome to our podcast. Today we're meeting psychoenergetic therapist Mark. Have you told your friends that you're having couples counselling? No. What do you think they'd say? Well, I just didn't want it to go out and um, for people to start. Well, I don't know. I just didn't want to get any sort of feedback from them that's um, that's negative to try and put me off for doing it. But like, why would it be negative? Well, because again, like most couples, they they why try you know why try and fix something that's not broken? And uh, you know, what blokes are like as well. Most of my mates go, "You're mad. You'll say something," and or you know. Denise will say something, it will spark an argument off, and then you'll go into a, um, a mass meltdown and you're just going to create problems for yourself. So, But don't you understand? Like My point is, by doing it this way, if you discuss everything before you settle down, before we say, oh, I do, then we won't have any issues in our marriage. I yeah. think it's sensible. Yeah, I, well, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to disagree with you about being sensible because, again, it's just going to might undig something, you know, dig something up that's not, necessarily a problem that becomes a problem but no it will resolve the problem <laughs> every okay. relationship has problems right yeah why are we any different well we'll wait and see well i think i think it's going to be good for us i think give it a go and then see how you feel and you know what if it doesn't work what's the worst thing that can happen we just go our separate ways oh it's just as easy as that is it yeah pretty much <laughs> what about you have you done anything have you told your mates yeah i've told a couple of friends have you yeah. What they say? They think it's a really good idea, and they'd all said they'd wish they'd done exactly the same thing. Because now they're having counselling after being married. Yeah, I suppose so. But women are sensible. It's us men that don't think straight. Well, follow the lead. Let's do it. <laughs> so before we start our therapy session, where potentially we could end up having a fallout, <laughs> I think we should start by you know, saying something that we love about each other. So the first thing that I want to say to you is that I love about you is how you look so smart all of the time. Like I really do notice it because in previous relationships with other guys, don't get gel, um, sometimes <laughs> there'll be things about their clothes. I just think, why would you wear that shirt with those trousers? Whereas I think every time I see you, if we're going out, we could be going somewhere like for a fancy dinner or it could just be, you know, just relaxing. I'm in friends popping around. You always make an effort and look really nice. So I feel proud to have you on my arm whenever we go somewhere. Oh, bless you. I mean, there's the odd shirt that I slipped through the net, to be fair. Not the disco know. shirt. Yeah, the disco <laughs> shirt. <laughs> That's long gone. Good. <laughs> what about me? What do you love about oh, me? Oh, here we go. <laughs> go on, uh, tell me something that you love about me. I always tell you how much I love you and all the things I love something about you. Something else, add to the list. I try to. I <laughs> I've got any paper left. I've got no room at the bottom of my paper. Um, I don't love about you. I love the way... You're so organised, even though sometimes it drives me insane. But I know that without you being organised, my life would be in, in absolute chaos. I like you. I was going to say I like her. I do. I love your little list that you put down because it just saves me from having to forget anything because you just think of everything and put them down on notes around the house, what's got to be done. 
And if I know something's got to be done and I see it on your list, maybe I can do that and I'll get brownie points for doing it. Okay, would you know what's on the list now? What's that? Our next therapy session. Oh, nice. For most of our therapy sessions, we meet the therapist when we're actually about to start a session. But this session is slightly unique because we've actually had a previous encounter with the guy that we're going to be speaking to again today, Mark. It's a psychoenergetic therapy. So... Individually, we both had what, I wouldn't call it like a reading, I'd say it was more like a healing session, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know how yours was because we've not spoke about this. No, we've kept it completely to ourselves. So what's happening is Mark tuned in to us to do a reading and kind of some sort of healing, but we don't know the outcome of that actual session until now. So we're going to find out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I, I during my time speaking to them when I was obviously in that state, that meditative state, I saw and felt a lot of things when I had my eyes shut. So it'd be really, really interesting to see what he thinks they've meant about me or about us. So let's see if Mark's been able to tap into my psyche. (laughs) He's got to be good if he has. (laughs) And definitely he's tapped into yours. But I'm interested to see what the outcome is of both our energy sessions. Hi, Mark. It's Denise again. Hi, Mark. It's Eddie here. Hi guys, nice to see you again. For anyone that's listening, my name's Mark. I'm a psychoenergetic therapist. During my training as a psychoanalyst, I began to encounter the work of energy healers and was amazed at how these guys not only did really good well-being work, but how they accessed the unconscious system. Um, This is extremely useful in psychoanalysis and it's accessed usually through uh, the dream world. Uh, But here was a way where suddenly we could work with clients consciously and access their unconscious. So I began to develop psychoenergetics, which was a system of marrying the ability to access the unconscious and also to analyze it. So um, I don't know how you guys got along with that. Well, I found it very interesting, Mark, because I've never done anything like it before. I loved the session. I've got to be honest, because I had the best sleep I think I've had in ages. (laughs) And I don't know if that was the purpose of the session, but I did feel so relaxed. And I did go through some like some interesting sort of journey to get to that meditative, meditative, I can't say the word. Meditative? Yeah, meditative sleep state. It's hard to say that. It is. I went into it with an open mind. And um, I'm not the most relaxed person in the world. And um, Denise is pretty much the same. But during that session, I felt myself just literally just complete in a calm state. And I wasn't asleep, but again, when I spoke to you afterwards briefly, just about what I personally went through and that journey again of images, what I saw and how I felt, um, it's led me to be, yeah, very, very inquisitive to what you've now got to say about to obviously about the pair of us. I'm more intrigued to know what came out of it, how you make it work. What, what do you do? How do you tap into us? So I conduct what's called uh, remote access. So I'm able to sit back at my house tune into you guys and get um, unconscious content, which can appear in form of like a fantasy images in my mind. Um, it's a little bit what you might call like psychic content as well. What, from a psychological point of view, I'm trying to do is lower the threshold of your consciousness to get to your unconscious. So I think what we'll do is I'm going to share with you guys just one of the ones that we came up with with Denise. And um, it I'm going to put it over... 
Um, there was there was a filthy one, but I thought I'd keep that one <gasps> off there? the show. <laughs> oh, was there? No, please tell me. Email it to me, Mark. <laughs> no, was there really? So, like genuinely, was there a little bit of filth in there? <laughs> we, we, oh, we've had um, with with other clients ones that are of a very triple X content, but often when they're analysed with <gasps> myself and the, the client, they, they 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 turn to be you know they're they're, they're psychologically healing images. They're not. Um, amusement or entertainment though why not yeah if you uh like a bit of filth uh, yeah, you know, but hang on no i'm intrigued no. so was the filth was it me was I, was it me in it or was it me watching <laughs> someone else at it D- denise i think you and i are having different definitions of filth at this point yeah. there, there, was, there was oh sorry i'm not talking muddy boots <laughs> I think there was a couple of ones that with that this being couples counselling, there was certainly a couple of images that were, um, you know, that brought in the context of things like love and connection and partnership. And, um, you know... We'll, Any cucumbers? Th- this session, not a cucumber in sight. <laughs> Please. But, um, now you know what I've got to live with here, Mark. Now you understand what I've got to put up with on a daily basis. Please help her and please help me by helping her. Well, um, I'm going to take things away from cucumbers and go to a very um, symbolic image that came up um, with Denise, because the the images can come up. They can be two things. They can be analyzed symbolically, which is a bit like her dreams. It's filled with metaphor. Or they can be psychic, which are a bit more mystical and a little bit harder to explain. But Denise, I'll just share uh, with you both this first image that came up. So it's a very simple image. I'm, I'm tuning into Denise and I see uh, dark blue waters and it's it's swirling relatively powerfully. And I realize that what I'm seeing is a whirlpool. And I was just wondering how you might have associations of something like a whirlpool with your own self and energy. I would say, yeah, it would be very relevant to me in terms of um it's kind of never ending. I'm I'm always doing things busy. I've got a million things going on. And yeah, I'm maybe that would be a reflection of me as a person, how I feel, how I operate. I'm not sure. Could I could or it I, could be just I like doing washing. Could I could I just in, in, interject <laughs> as well? But what you said about the whirlpool, I'm gonna say what the metaphor the way I see it is. Because I always say to you that you're like a tornado. And that's the way, that's exactly what Fantastic. I've said to her many, many, many times I've said that to her. She comes in and she's swirling around and she comes in and she's a bit like, a, she's a bit like the Tasmanian devil. Do you remember the, the cartoon? Mm. The little thing that Absolutely. spins around and she's in and she's out and she's forever circulating and just, yeah, 200 miles an hour. When content comes out the unconscious, that, that's why it's very difficult for the client to work with it because it literally is unconscious to them. So a fantastic way to do this is actually to have your partner beside you who Eddie's got obviously very clear insight into living around you and he he related possibly a little more to that image than yourself, Denise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can see exactly what Eddie's saying. I, I can I understand it and I can agree with you. That's exactly what I'm like. Um, yeah. It's not a bad thing, is it's, it? No, it's, it's not, just, no. It's not a bad thing. It's right, you haven't said anything wrong. I'm not going to fall out. Oh God, thank God for that. <laughs> well, well, this is um, this is where it gets interesting doing the couple session because our our insight to Eddie's um energy in general, that was very healthy and a very powerful energy, like yourselves. Eddie's was a lot more stable 
And we were picking up even in things like um, Eddie being a big uh, logic guy. Obviously, yourself was a lot more creative energy, uh, you know, yeah. due to your profession. So, so what my question is to you guys is: is what happens in a relationship if we take one of you with whirlpool energy that's very magnificent and sometimes dangerous energy in a respectful way? I mean that, and then we take the conflicting energy, the opposite energy of of, of Eddie, which is a a much more stable, logical energy, which again is a little bit like the ship going towards a whirlpool in the sea, it, it, it's a, an exciting or is it a dangerous moment? And I was just wondering how you guys energetically combine if the whirlpool's spinning fast and Eddie's that sort of more stable logic. It's actually been an amazing thing for me because, for instance, if something annoys me, I get riled up and angry very quickly and I react when sometimes I should sit back on things and just sleep on it. And Eddie sort of taught me to do that. I was teaching me and I'm learning from Eddie to, to do that, not to, to react straight away. You're, um, you're very much like a knee-jerk reaction is yeah. what Denise is. If something, not bugs or if something comes in, she'll react and do something then and there. If you know someone said something that she doesn't agree with, she she can get um, quite, I don't want to use the word riled because that makes no, you No, I am. I do get riled, especially when it's something I'm very passionate about, like, for instance, my work. I put everything into it. And I suppose part of it comes from being a creative person. So whatever it would be, if, you know, from singing or dancing or acting, and maybe not acting quite so much because I'm a terrible actress. But, <laughs> yeah. but it always comes from a place of passion. So if, for instance, something's not sitting right with me, I can get angry very quickly about situations. Eddie's taught me to try not to be like that, to try and just sort of sit back. It hasn't, in, uh, it hasn't come overnight been able to teach her to do that with like seven years pretty much since me and Denise have been with each other and it has only really been the last two or three years mm. that I think that you have really sort of taken on board to take a deep breath and go right 10 minutes of calm and then once the word you said use your logic on on a situation but in in, in sort of um re respect to Denise for you as a partner Eddie it must be actually very exciting to be around that that very unique, volatile, in the positive sense of the word, that volatile energy, which is Denise. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And do you know what? I always thought I was like Denise until I met Denise, if that makes sense. I sort mm. of had this image of myself that I was, I was Denise, but obviously a, a male version. And when I met Denise, I realized that I'm not actually that um, hyperactive and, and that chaotic in terms of, of my energy and going 100 miles an hour. She's made me realise I'm actually more of a laid-back kind of guy that does sit back and and review things. So she's actually made me realise I'm a different person and I, I quite like myself better for it as well. I've got ADHD, but, but, by the way, so that's Oh, do you? I, yeah. So that, I okay. find it really hard to sit still. <laughs> So, so would to have someone like Eddie around you that that kind of uh, literally a calming uh, influence is a fantastic resource. You know, it's um it's that sort of um someone outside of you is able to help you manage what what's a tricky one when you're in full whirlpool motion. Yeah, although sometimes he does get on my nerves and he can add to the whirlpool. <laughs> that's very nice. Isn't we, it? We, we we can well, talk about true. that later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no reason why polar energies or polar opposites personality-wise can't be a fantastic, if not the best, complement for each other. And it seems 
you guys have been able to make make some magic through having that you know contradiction with each other. So I totally agree. How do you think over the years this idea of managing your busyness in the name of the the relationship is going to play out, Denise? Well, I do feel like things will probably will slow down a bit. Um, I mean, it's been a bit of a weird situation, has it? Because probably me, like a lot of people, over the past 12 months with all the disruptions of life, I've probably, weirdly enough, been more preoccupied with work and trying to keep busy because of not knowing what the future holds, you know? So weirdly, I've made myself busier and more creative. She hasn't stopped. I haven't stopped, but I've had to do that. It's a little bit of a survival instinct in me, you know? It's a bit like... Well, at any point it could be taken away from me. You know, we've seen firsthand what's happening to a lot of people. You know, I've had family members, friends lose their jobs and it's it's uncertain times. So I've probably been more focused on work or trying to work than I would have been. See, when I was a kid, my dad was a docker. And so I remember very vividly in the 80s when the dockers went on strike and I had that fear as a kid of, I remember my mum sitting us down and we'd had a holiday, but we'd never been abroad. We had a holiday book that had to be cancelled because we couldn't go at four to go away. My mum saying that there was a possibility we might have to lose the house, move into my nan's house. And I do remember that being quite a bleak time in my childhood, which is why I think I'm sort of quite a career-driven workaholic woman because, and instinctively, as soon as everything happened, like when the pandemic and everything struck, I went into like work mode. Everything was about survival, you know, and that probably stems from my childhood of seeing my dad and what he did, how he provided. I just wanted to move on to the second image. So, so Eddie, during your energy healing session, did you come across any uh, unconscious content like images or feelings or sensations? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, but through through the journey, I went through to loads of different sort of pictures, like a picture story. But there was one. Um, there was one image that was really, really prominent. Um, weirdly enough, it was um, something I've never really thought about before. But it was Denise in um, in in a in a wedding dress. Believe it or not. And can I ask you how you felt when you saw that very uh, distinct image? Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Nauseous. <laughs> only, only because I know how much it's going to cost. Because <laughs> um, it's a beautiful dress. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it just it made me. It's again, it's it's we we've spoken about marriage, and we're not we're not the most gushing couple. Um, and maybe we should be, but we've never really sat down and discussed about how we're going to get married, what we're going to wear. It's, it's not it's not a conversation that we've had, is it? But I know I felt very happy, and I sort of felt very proud as well. So yeah, it was a nice image. If we freeze in our imaginations, this image that you've very kindly shared. And I want to add another one in that I remote accessed the exact same day that you had that image. So the one I saw was Denise is standing upwards. She's facing forward and you're directly behind her standing up. I um, tried to manipulate the image uh, as in to move you alongside Denise, but the, the image kept its integrity as in it wouldn't allow me mentally to move you and Denise to side by side, which I thought was the more uh, cliched situation. If you were to put into Google Images, uh, the lovers, you would get uh, the history of art, which always shows pretty much lovers, you know, side by side or facing each other. I also got the word formation. Okay. Now, 
you wouldn't ask a couple what's the formation of your relationship. It raised a very interesting idea when we do look at relationships, which is the idea of the formation of the relationship. Yeah. And by, th by that, I might mean the power structure, uh, the alignment, the distance between the two of you. Um, and I just wondered um, how you kind of felt about that as a couple, if I said, what is the formation of this relationship? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, I'd, I'd like to answer this first. It could be the fact of, of the persona, the way Denise is. She's, Denise is a, uh, she's a creator, she's a leader. And Denise is pretty much, and I hold my hands up, pretty much um, what Denise, not wants to do, I'm going to try and get this right, What she leads me into doing a lot of things and I'm happy to follow her because she's an adventurous person and I trust her judgment on a lot of things. And maybe I can be a little bit of bland at times. So for me, the way that I see that in terms of formation, I would agree that Denise is, is always a step ahead in front of me on a lot of things. I think so anyway. Maybe I've got to be a little bit more adventurous and I've got to start doing things and, yeah, being a little bit more like Denise. And then maybe that image might be with me standing by her side, not behind her. Or maybe I need to slow down. Yeah. But over this the, the seven years you guys have uh, been together, I mean, how has... Um, Mr. Plodalon kind of actually been a compensation as in a balance to you, Denise, from this kind of very whirlpool er energy? Um, because I suppose sometimes I do go full steam ahead and sometimes he will go, well, hang on a minute. Do you really want to go there? Do you really need to do that? He'll make me sit back sometimes and think about a decision that I would go diving into with everything. So that's where it kind of works. But do you, like, do you like that? We've never really spoke about this. What do, do I like? What? Well, do you like the fact that I'm a little bit more plod along? No. Than what you, this is what I mean. It so, really irritates me. I know. So would you... See, but can I just be honest? How would you like that to, how, how would you like that to change? Well, because I feel like your standing back sometimes is a little bit more through stubbornness. There's a little bit of both. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Because sometimes it's my idea... I feel like he will poo-poo it because it's my idea. Do you know what I mean? St stubbornness can often be perceived as a very negative word, but actually um, for anyone that's stubborn, that there's usually a logic behind it. So I was just when you get triggered, Eddie, and you become stubborn, I mean, how do you kind of feel you are in that moment? 
You mean powerful? <laughs> Very powerful. Um, um, I can get quite frustrated, um, and maybe the the stubbornness comes out through frustration, um, and maybe when Denise does eighty percent, maybe ninety percent of the time, make decisions on what we're going to do. I I can yeah I can get a bit frustrated and then I think do you know what maybe it's about time I make a decision and we're going to do what I want to do not always about what you want to do okay this is an example we've been with each other seven years and my friends are her friends right and vice versa but sometimes she can contact what originally was my friend not that I'm acting like a petulant child and I think hang on a minute you're organizing dinners with with not with my pals. Yeah, but shall I tell but do you, you know what I mean? I, that's, and it sounds a bit, I sound a bit like grinchy and a bit grumpy, and I don't mean it like that. You are. I know, but then, <laughs> do you know what it is? I think it's a frustration with myself for not being organised enough to turn around and go, do you know what, we've not been to dinner with anyone, let, let me organise a dinner. And then I think I get frustrated myself for not being um, an organiser. An organiser. Yeah. And do you know what though, Mark? The yeah. thing is, the reason why I do it, for instance, when I'm saying I've organised a meal with his friends, is because I feel like sometimes he doesn't see his friends enough. And I know then when he does see his friends, the amount of joy he gets out of it. This is what I mean about dragging his heels being a plod along. He would never organise anything like that. But when it's when it's been organised, I do get a bit frustrated. I think, oh, do you know what? I should have done it. And again, I get angry with myself. So my stubbornness comes from me as a person. So I just need to hmm. stick a... Um, a rocket up my backside and um, and yeah and, and start organising things a bit more. I'd like to shove that rocket up. <laughs> I bet you would. As a as, as a couple, I need to on your behalf raise a little red flag whereby, when you have got that really unique, powerful energy that's organising and building and creating and entertaining, and then stubbornness or a stubborn energy comes into that. You know, is it a sort of um, useful stubbornness where it's sort of saying like, you know, whoa, whoa horsey, or is it something that ultimately is going to really exasperate your partner sometimes? And sometimes it might be negative behaviours like stubbornness is what Eddie needs to do to sort of regain a sense of control. Yeah, maybe. I, I've, I, I've mostly agree with you. That's uh, want to make the decisions and you want to lead the woman that you love and 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 do the things that you know most men are sort of expected to do in hyphens you know it's it, yeah maybe that could be the stubbornness i think but um don't get me wrong I, if if it wasn't for denise we wouldn't do we wouldn't see anyone we, we, we would see anyone exactly it would just, just be it would just be me and her and which i love but again i i love her for for, for being organized as much as i get um annoyed with her by you know, for taking the control of the reins. The, the other thing we can to sort of maybe understand each other even more um, is to move on to um, what we did in the, the energy work session, which was also working with your, your chakras. So I don't know how much you guys... How was my chakras? They've got to be massively out of line, your chakras. Go on, how bad were yeah, they? Yeah, go on, tell us. So you know that we're working with an energy system, which has got seven kind of almost, if we can imagine them, uh little circle chakras that are like energy centers. So I'll begin with um, the first chakra, what's called the root chakra. And it's very much connected with kind of how you belong in the earth and a sense of security. So gold star Denise, um, hers was actually really good, good vitality, good health. Um, we could probably make sort of uh, leaps of uh, conclusions like she had a happy or healthy birth, happy childhood, 
stability on the earth and a, a real kind of a confidence in her being from a very sort of early age. Eddie, your one was a little bit more disrupted. Oh, it had a vitality, but there was a sort of sense of not being fully grounded. And, and th this will be an extremely pre-conscious early age. So there could have been things like disruption in the womb at birth, uh, early early years, and anything like that. So I don't know if you relate to anything that could link us into that. Uh, uh, disruption. Um, um, <laughs> no, you had, you know, honestly, you had a disrupted childhood but, when, but, from young. Yeah, but you? when I was, yeah, but when I was younger as well, my um, my mum, uh, my mother and father um, divorced. So, um, so for the first sort of, you know, for the first good few sort of five or five or six years, myself and my sister were were from place to place um, after my father um, divorced. And um, yeah, so that's what, if I'm going to pick up on something about you saying not being grand and a bit disruptive, my early years were quite disruptive until, um, until my mum met my stepfather. But this is really interesting because even over four decades later, this chakra, which you've had looked at for the first time in your life, is literally telling us that story. Denise, how do you how do you feel as a partner hearing that about Eddie? Oh, I totally, but I've always said it. I think everything stems from your childhood. And I think Eddie's um, fear of, I wouldn't say it's commitment so much because he is very committed because, I mean, we live together and we, we have a home together. But I do think taking that final step for him is such a big deal because of the disruption in his early years. I have no fear of settling down and being, like, married or you know, staying with someone for a long period of time. It's just I've never sort of met the right person before until I met Eddie. But I think it's more of an issue for Eddie. Yeah, I don't, I think maybe the the fear of sort of settling down is more of a, for me, was um, was more of a fear of failure. If you don't settle down, you're not going to fail at anything. Yeah, Eddie, as a child, um, when you did change literally houses, how did that emotionally feel to you as a child? I moved around a, a lot as a kid. Um, and you know, living in one house and then going on and living with my, you know, with my mum and my sister, and my grandparents, with my at my nan's house, and yeah, it's not as you know, it's not something that I think uh, um, consciously that I think sort of has affected me or changed me because um, you know, even moving around, you know, I had a stepfather who I absolutely love and adore, who brought me up as his own son and stepbrothers, so that I still had that stability. Um, yeah, but it's disruptive for any child. Yeah, for a child, no, I, I agree. To be moved around a lot like that. Yeah. It's not criticising anyone when you're saying no, this. No, no, not at all. But what I'm saying is that is going to be, it does cause a disruption, which I think, which is why you don't like change. Whereas I've been almost static in my family life and situations, which is why I crave adventure and change. Do you no, know what I mean? I, um, for me, I think maybe going back to, you know, when I was younger, I couldn't have no control. I was a young kid and, you know, my, my parents divorced and we moved to there and we moved to this house. So me not committing or settling down with someone means I'm still in control. I, you know, I'm in control of my, my own life. So maybe that's where that comes from. Shall we move on to chakra number two, which is uh, the sex chakra? Please. Oh. Is this Chakra Khan? Yep, yep. <laughs> so leave it. It's so bad. It's the one just above, and it's um, uh, it's connected. It's called the Sacral Chakra. We call it Energy Center Two, and um, it connects with things like sensuality, your your sexual energy, and also uh, creativity. Um, 
it's without surprise that Denise has had um, really good flow and actually had a a slightly above average uh, oh, movement, a, a bit like the whirlpool energy. Oh yeah, she's filth. <laughs> and and that, that's where the filth may come back into. <laughs> oh dear, let's not go down in filth. I'll give again. anything a go. Oi, oi. Well, within reason. <laughs> well, I, I interpreted it as someone that would be like you know highly creative, a highly creative energy, which I think echoes you know the the career you've had in uh, the public eye for for several years. So, um, Eddie's one was again really good flow as well. Um, Did he have a blockage? <laughs> there no. was a little bit of what <laughs> we, um, there was no drippiness, which is good, but there there, there was slight suppression. Um, and again, it was that sort of idea that in this sort of, not so much sexual, but creative energy, there's too much perhaps logic mixing in, which is slowing down the creative energy that Denise could probably write a book about in terms of unleashing your creative potential. So there's a little bit of more sluggishness with your energy system there, Eddie. Okay. Are we talking about are we talking about the creative energy in the bedroom or just in general? No, it's it's not all sex, sex, sex. I mean this right, is okay. um you know literally Speak for it yourself, be, um, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing. Um th this could be um you know li li literally creative energy like things like a self-expression uh, artistically uh, you know like that. So I don't know if that's something you struggle with. I think, should I tell you what, this is me as an outsider and as a friend now. I think he puts obstacles in the way of his creativity because, like you said, because everything comes back to logic and, like, there are some things that Eddie's really good at that he could, he could pursue, but he'll find a reason not to because he'll sit down and think of all the reasons why you shouldn't do something instead of going, I only need one reason to do it and I'm going to go for it. But he will then stop himself from doing things yeah, or I, I do agree. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, just, I, agree, I agree with whereas you. Whereas you've seen what I'm like, if I've got an idea, especially something creative, I just go for it and I think, well if it fails, it fails. I've done I've had so many turkeys in my career where I've done things that just haven't panned out how I was hoping they would. But I just pick myself up, brush myself off and I start on something new. Mine's definitely a, a fear of failure. I've got this I have got this overwhelming fear of doing something that falls on its arse. I'm not a 50-50, give something a go. I'm not a gambler. And maybe maybe I should be a little bit more and have a little bit more faith in myself. But here you have the the perfect partner beside you who's someone who said, you know what? I've done it, failed, got back up again, yeah. failed, got back up again. And yeah. you've got that sort of almost um, wise shamanic energy behind you that can actually get your energy system moving based on her words of wisdom, her direct experience in life. Yeah, but you know, do you know what, Marcus? Well, I think for me, I don't want to be the partner that it's just getting quite deep. But I don't want to be the partner that's, that 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 does something and fails because I don't want it to think less of me because it hasn't been it hasn't been a success in something that I do. So if we go back to the image of the formation one where Denise is given the role of leader, and Eddie's slotted in behind. Here, here we've got Denise literally saying, "Come alongside me." Be creative yourself. Get overcome your fears, and like I'm very happy to literally walk alongside you as equal. Yeah. And Denise, Denise has given you that massive unconscious invitation there to say, Eddie, even if you fail, just do it. Yeah. No. I listen. Yeah. Uh, but until until we've sat down, I've never we've never had this conversation. We've never we've never spoke about um, about what my fear 
a failure is. Yeah, but I've always known it and I see it. Yeah. That's what, what you don't understand is I can always... But why haven't you, why haven't you never sat down and spoke to me about because it? Because I can't. Because if I... It's fine now, Mark's here. But if I said that to you, you would shoot me down and go... Yeah, maybe. You would? No, maybe I'll put my guard up, and which I do, because... Um, we'd end up having a bit of a... not an, It wouldn't be a row, but we'd have a, a disagreement about it. Yeah, my guard does go up, so maybe you're right. Maybe the, the third party, i.e. Mark, is, uh, is the reason why it has brought up, which isn't, Mark, a, bad, which isn't a bad thing. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll move quickly over the, the heart chakra. So obviously these are all connected with self-love and giving love out. I'm not going to make a sort of a rivalry of it, but Eddie's was big, big love. You know, he, uh, you seem to be a, a person that's tremendously generous, at, at least in how you feel inside with, with, with that, um, chakra muscle, if we can call it that. A hundred percent. I've, um, I'm a very emotional person. Um, even though I can come across as being a, a stubborn old git at times, I like to give love and I like to feel loved. And Denise herself, I mean, she, again, you're a big hearted uh, person yourself, but yours um, was just a little more guarded, you know, emotionally. Yeah. Well, you have to also understand that I've worked in a, an industry since the age of seven. I think it's all I've ever known. Um, and I think I've had to learn to be quite guarded in that respect. You can come up against um, a lot of jealousy, competitiveness, and a lot of things that probably over the years, I've had to sort of build a little bit of a wall. You're an onion. What do you mean? You've got many layers. I'll make you cry. <laughs> you make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I have got many layers. But here you've got a man, and quite a unique man in many ways, because big heart, chakra four. Chakra five is your throat chakra, and that's the, the chakra of communication and truth. Eddie's got these two chakras working well. So when someone's a little bit guarded with the heart, what they kind of want to see is authentic love and truthful communication, which by the chakra well, report, Eddie is. He's come to the wrong place then. <laughs> Do what? I said he's come to the wrong place. Oh my God. I'm only joking, Mark. <laughs> well, you, you've gone to the right place because this is, uh, with your gardeness, exactly what you probably smell instinctively is, is what, what you're looking for. Is that sort of a big hearted, truthful and authentic uh, partner? If you're aware of how Eddie's chakras have formed themselves because of childhood and other reasons, and Eddie's aware sitting there that his wife isn't going to work every day because she wants money and fame, but actually it's, it could be more fear-based. In terms of the work side of things, I'm not saying that this is, that is an issue, but sometimes just give yourself that 30 seconds to give us a kiss and a cuddle before you spin out the door. Yeah, because well, Mark's watching it. Mark's <laughs> you, watching and listening. You know what I mean? And you have to give yourself that little bit of quality time and, and, and yeah, align your chakras with each other and, you know, realise that you're both in love and just to have that moment. And, uh, yeah, to kiss a kiss. <laughs> if in doubt, get your chakras out. <laughs> yeah. We've taken you uh, on a journey through the chakras and through all these um, slightly more mystical ways of tapping into the unconscious. So I think um, having spoke to both of you fascinating in your own individuality and as a couple uh, just to kind of uh, keep a check on each other through the the energy that you both are. Thank you. Thank you for your time, your positivity. Uh, yeah, I've been, as I said, we went into this, I went into this with a, with a complete open mind and I'm glad that I did because I've, I think I've gained a lot out of this session. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Mark. Thank you so much. No, thanks, guys. I've really enjoyed it as well. 
Mark, what a lovely fella. Yeah, top bloke. And, you know, I really enjoyed that because for me, sort of just hearing about your chakras was quite interesting because I completely agree with everything that he said or what they picked up on, how you are as a person, about how there's a bit of a blockage with your creativity, but the fact that you have got a big heart, it all made complete sense. Yeah. I um, for, for me, as I said, it's um, the deeper um, and the longer we went into it and the deeper that we went into it, uh, it... Um, I found myself opening up to a lot of things that I didn't think I would ever talk to you about. As much as I like to to get things off my chest, there is things that I do. I do keep my clouds close to myself at times. And I'm yeah, I'm massively happy with that. Do you feel spiritually connected to me now? Yeah, a little bit. A A little bit. (laughs) You know what I mean. No, just I I, as I said, I'm before we started these to do this um to do these sessions. I was a bit dubious, and I've said it before, I was dubious, and something like what Mark's done, yeah, I wasn't a, a massive believer, but from how he come across and the things that he said really, really resonated with me, things personally about myself and as well as you, and um, I'm, I've been massively enlightened by it. It's definitely not a traditional form of therapy, but there's no denying that is good therapy. But I personally have got something out of this, the way that I feel about myself. I agree. I think it's been a really good session. Yeah, definitely. I feel enlightened. Good old Mark. Good old Mark. Good old you. If you don't want to miss our journey through relationship counselling, make sure you subscribe. And if you like this episode, you can leave us a review. This podcast is produced by Yahoo UK. If you're experiencing issues surrounding any of the themes covered in this podcast, help and support is available at relate.org.uk. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.